and welcome back to the Empowering Us Caribbean podcast. I'm your host, Junior. Thank you for joining us today. Today we will be talking about Rastafarian and dreadlocks in school. We also are going to be talking about the Jamaican Festival Award and the winner. So first, we are going to get into a little bit of information about what the Jamaican Festival is. So I am going to be reading from thejamaicansmusic.com, a little bit of excerpt. Jamaica was used to great advantage by African slaves in the British West Indies during the years preceding their emancipation on August 1st, 1834. Music became the common language for them since congregated and chatter were strongly prohibited by slave masters who believe that such actions would lead to revolt. Using the drum as their main instrument, slaves would chant African lyrics, which somehow caught the imagination of slave owners, and in time, slaves were providing entertainment for them. The music, while providing entertainment for the slave owners, was also used in a sly way to convey message messages among slaves a message only they understood. It thus became the most effective tool in their efforts to unite, incite unrest, and lobby for emancipation. Indeed, it placed additional pressure on the white slave owners and to some extent hastened the coming of emancipation in 1834. So we see that by the slaves communicating through music, it was pretty much a code. It was a code that the whites couldn't understand, but the blacks could. And this protected them. This helped to prepare for such a day when they will be free. This helped to prepare and plan for this moment, right? Now, in 1962, Edward Siaga helped to start and um, he helped to actually start the festival that continues to go on today. So since the creation of the Jamaican Festival in 1963 by the Honorable Edward Siaga, the Minister of Development and Welfare at the time, no single portion of the events has served to galvanize the sense of the nationality and celebration of our culture that the selection of the festival song. According to Mr. Siaga, right? 
This is when the Jamaican festival was first initiated by me in 1963. It was primarily structured to create a home for diverse bits and pieces of festival type activities, which was according, which was occurring periodically, right? So you guys could actually check out the whole article in jamaicansmusic.com. I would also leave it in the link. So we want to congratulate Bojo Banten for winning the Jamaican Festival 2020. And we are going to get started by playing the music that actually won him the award. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, man, don't respect. I'm on to a yeah. I respect and love, man, to all Jamaican, no matter what in the world. One eye. Like I want you. No matter where in this world I go, I am a Jamaican. No papers I have to show, cause I am a Jamaican. No matter where in this world I go, I am a Jamaican. No papers I have to show, cause I am a Jamaican. I have Jamaican walk, them here Jamaican talk, cause I am a Jamaican. Them here Jamaican chat, them see Jamaican bop, cause I am a Jamaican. Now everywhere in this world I go, I am a Jamaican. I know ID I will have to show, cause I am a Jamaican. Lord, what a boy can run That is a Jamaican When they see the Rasta man from Jamdung That is a Jamaican Dressmaker, baker, tailor, shoemaker Market, woman in a donkey cat Rivers and streams, fountains and mountains In a Jamaica we have it all here in the world I go, I am a Jamaican. No birthday pass I have to show, cause I am a Jamaican. When you hear that music I play out the door, it must be Jamaican. When you smell the food I cook when the breeze blow, got to be Jamaican. Jamaican. No ID I man need to show, cause I am a Jamaican. 
be Jamaican. You're not, you're not, you're not all. You're not tough. You got to be Jamaican. Resilient and brave, industrious. Yes, we are Jamaican. No matter anywhere in this world I go, I am a Jamaican. No ID I'm enough to show. I am a Jamaican. Them say, Lord, what a boy can run. Must be a Jamaican. When they make the reggae music from Jam Dong, that to be Jamaican. Dressmaker, baker, tailor, shoemaker, market, woman in a donkey cat. Rivers and streams, fountains and mountains. Yes, yes, yes. So we just want to just congratulate him one more time. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about dreadlocks in school. So according to the Washington Post, July 31st of this year, 2020, it says Kingston, Jamaica. Jamaica High Court ruled Friday that a school was within its right to demand that a girl cut her dreadlocks to attend classes. A surprise decision that touched on the issue of identity and one of the most recognizable symbols of the island's Rastafarian culture. So... Do you think that it's right to force someone to cut their hair? Now, in the U.S. and a lot of different countries, for example, we see the Jewish children going to school. Some of them have what they call locks. is twisted to the side of their hair, and they also wear a yarmulke hat. But they are not forced. The school system embraces it. They do no, they do not provoke them. And they know that they have a big, big standing behind it. The Rastafarian religion is somewhat similar in the Caribbean, especially Jamaica. Because in Jamaica... This was one of the areas that had actually pioneered and started it. So to continue reading, it says the ruling by the Supreme Court of Jamaica capped a two-year battle after the girl, then five years old. So this girl was five years old. It's a shame. Was told she must cut her dreadlocks for hygiene reasons to study at Kingston Primary School in a Kingston suburb. It's a shame. You're going to target a child not even able to even defend themselves. So now the parents might have to come and get involved and you are messing with their faith. This is their prerogative. 
even if they are Rastafarians or not, even if they just wanted to just use it as a style, you are interfering with someone's right to be who they are, to be who they want to be, and no one should be able to force you to go ahead and cut off your locks. Let's listen to what um, Bujabantan had to say about this. So yes, once again, Rastafari is on a trait. <clears throat> we have come a far away, now to a point where even the herb league and everybody are making money and fight, but you still ample our education and our children's ability to be educated in your schools. And I see that as discrimination, because you have never done that to a Jew and ask them to move around, a, a Muslim to remove their kufi, which would be religious discrimination. So why you want to rust them and children and to trim them here when you refuse to give us our own schools to educate our children in the way that they should be educated. Because we refuse to be what you wanted us to be, you know. We can't be that anymore because our eyes are opening and the people's eyes are open every day. So them background master judge and them them look up sticking and eating skis and whoever go on a journey will fight against Rasta. Rasta for wake up and become industrious. Yes? <laughs> So it's a shame. It's a shame. First of all, there shouldn't be no targeting on anybody's faith, no matter if you are Rastafarian, if you're Muslim, if you're Christian. The Caribbean is a melting pot. As little as it might seem, because they portray a lot of Rastafarian isms in the um the media if you go and you actually venture throughout the land not just jamaica but you venture throughout the caribbean you will see how diverse it is with religious beliefs with nationality everything is a melting pot so you're going to go ahead and try to say that someone has to cut their hair. The hygiene is not bothering nobody. You're just coming up with some kind of excuse to control someone's child. Because maybe you might be against it. So I would love to hear what you guys would have to say in regards to this you could comment in you could hit me up and i will get you on the air okay so we want to thank you guys for joining us on this episode and we will see you in the next episode <laughs>